The Bite Goes On is up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination Eat Drink. I'm Brent Peterson from Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies. This week, we've got Lizzie Collingham, author and food historian, talking about stealing tea from China, high wine, and curry made from iguana. Download Destination Eat Drink today on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hi, and welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with my outstanding, terrific, fabulous friend, Sandra Bernstein, still SIP with our PPE. <laughs> and our PPP, that just got extended, so that yeah. was great. I'm down with PPP. PPP. <laughs> yeah, what other, what other initials? Like, before we were learning vocabulary words, like all these different things, and now we're learning... Um, Three Acronyms. Things. <laughs> yep. Anyway, welcome, Leah Skirto. Um, did I say your last name right? You did, Skirto. Yeah. Skirto. Skirto. Um, welcome to the show, and I'm, we're so excited. Uh, Tiffany Peters, who's a longtime friend, um, introduced us on text and said, you have to have Leah on your show. Um, wait till you hear what she's been doing. So that is awesome. And I love when other guests and friends recommend people because, you know, they know them. So they know it'll be good content. So, well, yeah. and for our guests listening out there, if you want to go to the website, go to pizzalea, P-I-Z-Z-A-L-E-A-H.com. And you can check out the, the website and take a look at some of the pizzas or go to the Instagram account, which you get some, I think if you want to just get hungry, and you want to look at some pictures of pizza? <laughs> yeah. And the, probably the Instagram account is the uh, is the best way to go about that. Yeah, and I'm on like my day five of this pseudo cleanse that I've done. So like everything with carbohydrates and dairy just are making me insane. So, Wait a minute. Wait, you're going off carbs and dairy? Is that what you're no, saying? Today is day five. I've been doing these nutritional shakes that have like protein powder and whatever. And then I add frozen, you know, Sarah's frozen blueberries to it. And then you get to eat like an egg and a salad. It's ridiculous. But actually it's, it's to like cut the sugar out of your diet. It's like a hard sugar, no sugar. Okay. So, yeah. I did that a couple months ago. You did. And it I was did. the same kind of thing. It was, uh, well, I don't know. I just, I went to the doctor and they were like, first time in my life, it came back. My cholesterol was a little bit high and my blood sugar was a little bit high on um, both. So I, I was like, okay, so dairy and dairy and carbs, Salt. dairy and sugar. And yeah. so I did about two months, maybe even three months of like almost no dairy at all. It, and, uh, and very little carbs. And that went out the window as soon as I opened the shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you can how you can do that without like, well, I know how some people would tell us, but um, you well, know my pizza. My wife yeah. my wife quit smoking during this and then decided I didn't even know she smoked. Yeah, she, not a lot of people did. But wow. she and and then she decided to drop sugar she's already gluten-free and then last week decided she was going to cut out dairy so then yesterday we had um our aunt and uncle <laughs> over it was their 40th wedding anniversary and i made au gratin potatoes with heavy whipping cream and gruyere cheese and she was like okay oh. that's it i'm done <laughs> i need some of that yeah <laughs> Good i was gonna say what she do for fun <laughs> um well she she's drinking <laughs> she's really working out Aren't that muscle oh my god uh, yeah yeah so so i Leah, actually just cracked a barrel brothers beer as oh. we speak oh not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know i saw a great video where it was about this couple that was in the middle of the pandemic and you know she was getting in her hazmat suit to go get the pizza outside and and um he was going into the fridge and he'd say well, I haven't eaten anything in 10 minutes. <laughs> and then the, the best is, <laughs> if, 
they uh, they sit down at the kitchen table and he's opening up a bottle of wine and they look at their clock and they're like, wow, we made it to 10 a.m. today. <laughs> so everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. I keep joking. That's the reason I opened up my own restaurant is so I could drink on the job. Nobody get mad at me. <laughs> exactly. Is, now, is this your first restaurant that's yours? Yeah, it's the first one that, yeah, that's all so, mine. Yeah, so the, the buck stops at you. You've taken all the risk and you got all the responsibility. How does yeah. it feel? Um, you know, uh, fine, I guess. I don't Actually, so with the COVID-19 thing, it was a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. Yeah. At first, you know, and I, we've kind of gotten into what is normal for us now but I mean I was daily check daily wondering am I doing the right thing by staying open am I doing the right thing by exposing my employees you know and I checked in with all of them I had uh, one girl who's under 18 and I was making sure to check in with her parents mm. and we were doing daily evaluations of are, are we doing the right thing by staying open right now? Should we close the doors? Um, is it safe? Am I exposing people unnecessarily? Am I exposing myself unnecessarily? So those first like three weeks were just super high anxiety, super stressful, um, constant worry. Uh, you know, as I'm sure most, most everybody was doing, weighing the pros and cons of being open versus being stupid to be open. Yeah. But if, um, you know, if there's one sort of segment of the restaurant industry that I would think is perfectly suited for a pandemic, it would be pizza. pizza. Yeah, for I sure. I mean, it's super high temperature, right? And then it's going yep. untouched into a box. It's got the perfect delivery system, this box that's been around for, I don't know who invented the pizza box, but, um, and then it travels well, <laughs> right? So it, it gets home, um, you know, in pretty good you know, condition and. Sort of, I, I agree and I don't. I agree because it's been, um, oh, are you guys there? Yeah, yeah. we got Hi. you. Sorry, I, I, I agree because it's been good to me and the takeout business and I talking to all the delivery drivers who are bringing our food and they're like, basically if it wasn't for the pizzerias, we'd all be out of bit out of jobs right now. Yeah. On the other hand, it kind of hurts me every single time I put a pizza in a box Yeah. because it's as soon as you close that box up and they've got the vents on them, but the pizza starts to steam. And yeah. I feel like, especially if people are late for their pickup time, then you know it's like, like I've I've had a couple of bad reviews and one of them came in last night and I specifically oh. I know exactly what it was and I was you know watching then I actually made a joke to one of the employees I was like this is going to be a bad Yelp review because it went into a box sat on the oven for 30 minutes because they were late for the pickup oh. and I'm like just why and I actually even thought I should I need to remake that pizza if, yeah. when they get here because that's not going to be good. It's, it's in the box steaming. Right. Anything crispiness to it is gone. You know, water's leaching out of whatever food and toppings are on that pizza. Mm -hmm. um, it's getting cold and then it's going to be another 15 minutes before they actually get home and open it. So, you know, pizza in a box that you eat 45 to an hour later is yeah. not the same as a fresh pizza out of the oven. Yeah, and it's 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 like that with a lot of food. I mean, we're doing fried chicken, and I can't believe how much fried chicken we're selling. And it's kind yeah. of the same thing. You know, we are double frying it so that we're hoping that there's some crisp on it. But it's like you, you may want to even, like, write a story that you put on the top of your boxes and say, Hi, I'm Leah. This is the way I love my pizza to be served. And while we're in COVID, <laughs> yeah. these are the things you can expect. Um, yeah. But, but most you know, food, I, I also don't like to make excuses for a bad pizza. You know, bad pizza, you it, eat a bad pizza, you get a bad pizza. It's, it I don't want to make an excuse, but it does. It hurts, it hurts me a little bit every time I drop a pizza into a box and for, for the takeout. It's not 100%. Right. It's not exactly what I want my product to be. It's not right. exactly how I want it, people to eat it. 
And yeah, yeah, you're right. Fried chicken is the same. You're like, oh yeah. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> See, but that, know, that's how you know. It. That's how you know she makes good pizza, though, is because that's her mentality. Like, I don't think the guy who's making pizza down the street from me at at Domino's is very con- is very concerned about someone being right. a little late for or whatever. Yeah. But when you're making artisanal pizza, and I mean, let's just get it out there. You're you've been on the United States pizza team, like. You're, you're serious about pizza. Yeah, I like, care about, I mean, you know, I spent my whole life, dedicated my whole life to it at this point. So I, right. I where care you, maybe Where are you from? <laughs> uh, I'm from the, basically the Bay Area. Um, when we were, when I was a little kid, my family lived up in Tahoe City. Um, in middle school, we moved to uh, Sausalito. And then- wow. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Sorry, I gotta oh. stop you there. So like Tahoe City, like I know, I know that area. So like, wh- yeah. why why are you guys up there in the first place? Like that was where your your parents well, worked or whatever. Yeah, my mom, my mom and dad were both, um, well, not born, but both raised in Los Angeles. Met at Cal State LA and moved to Tahoe to open a restaurant. My dad and mom owned a Mexican restaurant in Kings Beach, oh, um, called the yeah. Cantina Los Tres Hombres, back that they opened back in the seventies. Wow. And uh, so, so we were born up there because they were, my mom's also a nurse, but they were doing the restaurant wow. thing. She wow. had another little taqueria for a minute in Tahoe City that was called Taco City. Taco City. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then. No, I'm, just, uh, I'm just thinking going there to Sausalito, which is kind of shishi, right? My sister lives there. It's like pretty, pretty. pretty well, listen, it, it, did, it didn't use, it, I, don't, I don't feel like it was shishi when I, when I was growing up as a, in high school there. Okay. I mean, you it, it is now for sure, but I, and maybe it was, and I just didn't know it because, you know, it's like, as a kid, I, it it was, it was not as shishi as the rest of Marin. I feel like when I was when okay. I was younger, we were kind of like, you know, looked at as like the poor kids in school a little bit for being from Sausalito. Right. <laughs> if that makes any wow. sense, it's true. It's weird, but yeah. But my mom was she was a nurse, so she got a job working a job offer for Kaiser and which is why we ended up leaving Tahoe and uh and so and she you know found us we lived down lived on a boat for a little while down on the docks and then wow um lived like right on Bridgeway by the 7-Eleven there in Sausalito for all through high school wow that's very cool how how um have you always been cooking even before like pizza or like, how did you get into pizza? It, so into pizza specifically was, I w- was going to UC Santa Cruz. I was, uh, you know, th- my graduation money had just ran out. out sp- I went up to spend uh, winter break skiing for like two weeks up in Tahoe and went back to college after winter break and like had like 20 bucks to my name. And I walked <laughs> walked into the first spot I saw downtown Santa Cruz. Um, it was called Pizza My Heart. And I went in and said, like, hey, I'm looking for a job. And they're like, great, can you start tonight? I was like, sure. <laughs> and they're like, hey, come in. If you do a good job, we'll keep you on. And if not, we'll pay in cash and you can go away. And then, so at the end of the night, they paid me in cash anyways. And then we're like, but come back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and you were and you said cool keep paying me in cash yeah i was like well you know that was the end of that but <laughs> um you know that first night there was there was no paperwork being filled out or anything it was <laughs> right. you know it was in 1997 so but when you went into that job like what did they have you do that first day oh i was slinging slices it was a pizza by the slice spot Okay, and, uh, so someone else made it, and then you were cutting it and giving it to the guest. Yeah, exactly. By okay. about uh, it, within six months, I was uh, I'd learned how to cook pizzas, had been through every position, and was a supervisor. Um, but I, you know, in high school, I worked at a hamburger and ice cream joint, and mm-hmm. learned how to cook burgers and fries and work a grill and that sort of thing. So. I, you know, being in a restaurant family, we're always around food. So I always right. kind of, yeah, you know, knew how to cook some stuff. <laughs> and but then how do you go from working at a pizza joint to being on the United States pizza team? 
Well, so competitions. There's um, the U.S. pizza team is an invite only sort of scenario. Um, they have a couple of competitions over the through the country uh, every year, and if you win one of their competitions, if you're not already on the team, you get an invite to join the team. And if you a, a number of the competitions are, if you do win the competition, you win a trip to Italy to compete with the team at the World Pizza Championships. Um, so I went. I started competing in pizza competitions around 2006 and took a couple years but we you know kind of figured out a formula to win so oh no 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 you got to tell us what that I, is yeah and well, was tony was tony um tony pizza guy was he involved Gimignani? with that tony Gimignani yeah. was originally on the u.s pizza team years ago and then he broke off and started his own pizza team Okay, got Called it. the uh, World Pizza Champions. Okay, because I judged pizza with him once at a judging. I mean, I don't know why they had me there if they had him there, but <laughs> I like pizza. So, that, you know, why not? But that's funny. He seemed like a pretty cool guy. Oh, Tony's awesome. I know yeah. him pretty well. He's a really great guy. Um, he's very supportive of people doing what they're doing and, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, anyway, anyway, I know I know a lot of people that work for him. Uh, Laura Meyer, who worked for him for years and teaches at his school in the city. Oh, cool. He's a friend. And so all those people are great. The pizza world, as large it is, as it is, is also very small. Hmm. Oh. And so most of us know each other one way or another. Uh -huh. So, yeah, kind of think of it as like, like in the South or whatever, they'll have like barbecue champions. Like that's a big thing, which mm -hmm. isn't, isn't as big a deal out here. But like you were talking about, what's what's the winning formula for for winning the the pizza championship? So for me, I figured out it was post cook post oven toppings were a huge hit with judges, uh, okay. um, and also it was often about aesthetics. And uh, as many times as the judging format would say. We don't judge on appearance. You know, the traditional competition is always says, we don't judge on appearance. We don't judge on appearance. Just taste, that's flavor. that's bullshit. Everybody yeah. judges yeah. on appearance. Right. You can say you don't judge on appearance, but everybody, right. you eat with your eyes first, right? Eat with your eyes, yeah, that's right. So it's all about, you know, strategically placing every single piece. Um, you know, in the, in the food stylist uh, area, they call it the heroes. So you pick, if you're making right. a pizza for a photo shoot or something, you pick out your heroes. And for us in competitions, it was the exact same thing. You find you, the perfect mushroom. You find the perfect piece of olive. You find the perfect oh. piece of cilantro. Whatever it is you're using, and you, you know, I would spend 20 minutes sorting through mushrooms or sorting through greens to find all the exact perfect pieces. Yeah. And putting that stuff on after any sort of green, excuse me, I'm drinking beer. Apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but just, you know, po so those were the two big things. Making sure everything was in its perfect place. Um, and thinking about how can I make this pizza aesthetically pleasing? Uh, so that people eat with their eyes first. And it's like, they look at that and they want to eat it. If it's a pepperoni and you got toppings on it, you get those pepperonis at cup and char. And then you make mm -hmm. sure that like there's a little piece of something in the pepperoni, so like people want to like pick that little piece up and eat the little eat the snack, you know? Yeah, right. exactly. And they don't know necessarily yeah. that you're catering, that you're doing that on purpose, but you right. are. Uh huh. Oh. And is it judge? Is it judged by the slice? So there's a there's a panel of judges, and then you have to cut either like a, a triangular, like a pie shape, or or square, depending on what whatever kind of competition you're in, and then each judge gets their <laughs> own piece. So then if, if that's it, then are you, like a lot of times, oh, I eat pizza. So if I'm cutting up a pizza, sometimes I'll go through the middle of a piece of pepperoni. But if, I'm, if I know that I've got to present a, a one piece to a judge, I'm going to make sure that like the pepperoni is whole. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Okay. And I would build the pizza. I build pizzas for competitions thinking of there's eight slices or there's six slices. Okay. Depending upon what size pizza you're making for the competition. 
Some of them you need a 12 inch. Some of them you can do up to like an 18 inch. Um, so it's, it's all strategic. <laughs> and you get 20 minutes and to make two pizzas. Wow. You make them simultaneously. From, but you have your dough already. Yeah, you have your dough ready. You have everything prepped. But then they give you 20 minutes from when they say go to start building your pizza and to get it out of the oven. So in 20 minutes on a normal day, I could cook 15 pizzas. Yeah. But I use all 20 minutes to cook two pizzas during competitions. Right. right. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm pulling it in and out of the oven and, you know, sometimes you need to, I need more top heat. I got to go over to the wood fire and get dome the pizza, even though it's not a wood fire pizza or I need more bottom heat. So I'm going to go over here and do drop, pull the pizza out of this oven and put it in that oven. So it's kind of crazy. It's all yeah. about working the system a little bit and learning how. And some people come in and they bang it out in their first try and they win their first competition and that's amazing. And um, some people it takes a while and you kind of got to learn tricks and learn how to learn. Some, you know, some competitions are live judging. Some aren't. Some are uh, blind. I always oh, get wow. nervous still when you, on the presentation, but... What does that mean, blind? You mean they they can't actually look at the pizza, or you're saying that no, they, they don't, don't know, know who, they don't they know, know who it's coming it is. from? Okay. They don't know who it's coming from. You write up right. a short little description. Some of them you have you present two judges, uh, and then you know. So you're there at, in those ones. I feel like are a little bit more hard because they're somewhat judging you on your presentation as well. They ask questions. Right. They want to know if you know what they're what you're talking about. Right. And then is it usually like classic margarita and then like signature pizza or do they tell you what you have to do? No. So there's the, the main competitions, there's usually a, they call it like a traditional or a classico. And it's like, okay, you have to use a red sauce and you can't use, there's a list of eight toppings and you can only use up to two of them. Oh, so oh, wow. like that's the one the big competition every year in Vegas and they're the traditional competition. It's like you can use mushroom, peppers, pepperoni, bacon, olive, and tomato, or something like that. And you, but you can only use two of those toppings. So you have to come up with huh. a plain cheese or a one or a two-topping pizza. And wow. then the non-traditional or the gourmet competition, sometimes they call it, is anything goes. Use whatever you want. It's all about creativity no rules right okay. yeah so that that kind of like okay so if you're just using two toppings that kind of reminds me of sandra when we had mike the baker on who was on the united states baking team and and they would they would say okay here's flour water yeast salt everybody gets the same thing and then basically so it's you know it, basically the the, it's yeah. the the it's the level is set where everyone's pretty much doing the same thing i mean you can't use, my like, go-to on that is always pepperoni mushroom. Pepperoni Every mushroom. single oh. time. Yeah. Every yeah, single time. I think that's my go-to if I can only yeah. have two. Um, and I, you know, I've toyed every time. I'm like, okay, should I try like sausage and onion or sausage and mushroom or something? But the pepperoni has got that red and they're pretty and the you know, it's for me it's the most aesthetically pleasing one. That's pizza to me though. When I bite into pepperoni, that's like that's what I want in my pizza. Yeah. Yeah. And so, cheese, right? Well, cheese. cheese, of course, but But do you make your own cheese blend or they just get everybody gets the same cheese? No, you bring your own cheese and cheese or cheese blend, that doesn't matter. There's in the traditional competition there's no um post topping post oven toppings you can add, so you can't like finish with fresh basil mm -hmm. uh you can't put fresh spices or dried spices on it after it comes out of the oven uh that sort of thing so it's really just put your you can't touch the pizza once it goes in the oven essentially it's mm -hmm. got to come out and go straight to the judges so in that one it's kind of all about making it look pretty from the get-go and how can right. you do that mm -hmm. all right so well, then I sorry so I, I need to know how do you come up with hot honey and orange zest where did that come from? Ooh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> so that was, uh, that competition was uh, something I kind of played with, been playing with on and off different variations of that pizza for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, but for the 
and, and you know, I, I originally started out, I think, using lemon and doing some lemon zest, but that wasn't the right hit. A little too high. Um, when I did it in the competition it, down in San Diego, I used actually candied orange peel for it Ooh. because it was right around, it was in December. So it was like, I was like, ah, oh, like Christmas time, you know, what's a holiday <laughs> topping as candied orange peels seems about right. And, right. Um, you know, I know the dude who, who makes the hot honey, Mike, um, out of Brooklyn. Mm. And what is, you know, what does hot honey mean? Does that mean spicy? Yeah, it's chili infused honey. Oh, uh, okay. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. So, and then, you know, flavor pairing. So it's like sweet and spicy, little citrus hit mm -hmm. with some meat. <laughs> right. <laughs> so how many competitions have you been in? Oh, I don't have no idea. Since 2006, probably at least two a year. Wow. If not, maybe some years, a couple, you know, some years, maybe three. Uh-huh. And what is it? Have, and so have you actually gone to Italy to compete? Yeah. Okay. So what's that like when you're showing up? I mean, I would imagine it's like, it's like us having, I, I don't know, a hamburger cooking championship and people from France or Italy show up more like, not even. <laughs> yeah. You're, I mean, a hundred percent underdogs. Right. First of all, uh, coming and in are, as Americans. Are the judges Italian? The judges vary. There are all judges from all over, all different countries. There's there's always a couple judges from the U.S. Uh, they try to not have you get judged by your fellow countrymen. Oh. So there's, I mean, there's got to be a thousand people competing daily over there for three straight days. Wow. There's a bunch of different competitions. There's, you know, 70 different countries represented. and. Wow. Over there, it's a real big deal. I mean, there's TV cameras in your face. There's announcers with cameras. It's, you know, multilingual. Right. Um, it's really, you know, it's, they air it on BBC. We were running around one year, running around downtown Parma, and some people came up to us and said, oh, we saw you guys on TV, U.S. pizza team. We saw you on TV today. <laughs> and it was like, whoa, that's trippy. <laughs> So but, did the sponsors like pay your way? Like um, they're like sponsors that sponsor the team and they get everybody over there or do you have to pay for all this stuff? So there's the U.S. pizza team holds three competitions every year. And if you win one of those competitions, uh, you, your trip is paid for. And nice. that is done by sponsors. Galbani Cheese is a big U.S. pizza team sponsor, and they always pay the way for somebody else. Uh, there's a tomato company in California that I don't know if people know, but they sponsor <laughs> one of the teams. I know I don't know if it's on the down low or not, but um, okay. <laughs> and then other than that, other like you can pay if you're on the U.S. pizza team, you can pay your own way to go to Italy. Uh huh. Um, if you want to, if you want to go compete in Italy for the year. And what is but, the, what's the top, what, like, what's the prize? Is it just the, the actual fact that you have made the best pizza or do they give you like cash or is it a trophy or what is it? It's a, it's a trophy. And there's always, so in Italy, in, like in the U S and the Vegas competitions and stuff like that, it's all about monetary prizes. You can win up to like 10, 20 grand or something like that. Wow. On those competitions for the U.S. Pizza Team, it's about winning a trip to Italy, essentially. And then in Italy, it's more about bragging rights. And there's a big trophy. Absolutely, they give away some prizes. But I know, like one of our guys, Jamie Culleton, he won the acrobatic freestyle a couple of years back, and part of his prize was like a flat of flour. Like a whole, like a, oh you know, <laughs> and, but he was like, how am I going to get that? Where I think he's in Florida. Like, he's like, Carry no on. getting this to Florida. <laughs> so, you know, it's like somebody else. It was like a year supply of beer or something. Oh. I so I was like, but it's not really prizes you can take home often. Okay. <laughs> so oh, man. Italy, it's just straight up. Bragging what, I won in Italy. Right. You know, because mm -hmm. and only a couple Americans have ever won. Tony Gimignani being one of them, Laura Meyer being another, and uh, Jeff Smokovich, he's out of 
Boulder, I think, or somewhere in Colorado. But so very few Americans have ever won anything in Italy. Mm. Um, this last year, my buddy Lars Smith, uh, who I've worked with for years, he's one of my best friends. Um, he has a restaurant called State of Mind Public House. It's down in Los Altos. Mm-hmm. And he and I partnered. There's one of the competitions is called the Pizza Due. And it's one person is the chef and the other is the pizziolo. And that competition is judged um, also on your culinary skills. And it's judged a little bit differently, uh, a little bit harder of a competition to compete in. And he and I had the highest score of any American team this the last year in Italy. And we came, I think it was ninth overall in that competition. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and beat out all the rest of the American teams, which was, we were stoked on. It was, we, we did a, he's more of a chef than I am, for sure. We came up with a, a foie gras butter clam pizza. Oh my god. That we did. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's that's a yeah, chef's that pizza right yeah. there. Oh man. Uh, it was pretty uh, killer. And that it, it, you know, the other thing too, competing in Italy, they judge you on your uniform. Oh. They judge you on your technique. Where in the US they just judge your pizza. Right. Wow. But over in Italy, there you have an oven judge and that's a hundred points of your score and I mean, you got to have your shoes got to be clean. Your right. workstation has, they, 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 give an, they give away an award for the cleanest station for like the person who worked the cleanest. Yeah. That's an award at the competitions in Italy. It's That's a lifestyle. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a lifestyle. I, I like that. Yeah. yeah. What, um, do you eat pizza every day? Uh, no, but I eat it a lot. Yeah. What kind of flour do you use? I, central milling. Oh, that's um, awesome. Double zero? Yeah. So, no, 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 because I don't do wood fire. I work okay. there. Um, uh, okay. So I've been buying there. I, I use a, I have an electric deck oven, which could cook up to temperatures that could produce like a wood fire type of pizza because it'll cook up to 800 degrees if you want it to. But I cook around uh, 565 usually. But so I prefer their California organic. Mm-hmm. Um, they're high gluten California or organic. They had, there's been a little glitch in their system with the flour shortage. So the past like three weeks I've been using their red rose product, um, until they can get the California high gluten organic back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they sold too much of it retail or something. I don't know. All of a sudden it was like, Oh, we can't get this flour for like a month or something like that. So mm-hmm. I, I went to my second favorite flower from them. Yeah. As soon as they got that California organic back in, I'm, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm back on that. And your, your wife is vegetarian, correct? She is. Yeah. Okay. So she'll eat cheese. She'll eat cheese. She just didn't eat meat or eggs. Okay. Cause I, yeah, I heard you say in, in some interview or something that you would never put a soy based product on your pizza. What if she was vegan? And she said, hey, let's throw some tofu on this thing. (laughs) Listen, I feel like fake meat products are not my, like, I don't, I, I, and we've eaten, I've eaten a lot of them. I've tried a lot of them because of her. Right. And she does eat some fake sausage and stuff like that sometimes. But where does she, where do you get it from? Like, what kind is it? Is it, you mean like the breakfast sausage or are you talking about like, yeah, whatever, all of it. No, all the fake. I just don't, I don't. I've never eaten a fake meat product that I was like, this is actually like really good or really good substitute. And I, I think you can come up with really good vegetarian pizzas and really good vegetarian dishes without utilizing fake meat. Right. Uh, Which was kind of a goal for, you know, I have a number of vegetarian dishes on my menu and all of those, you know, I've tested out on my wife first. Um, And I just think you can showcase stuff and, you know they they don't need the meat is what my goal was when creating the vegetarian pizzas right eat a pizza that a meat eater would be like oh this is awesome and i don't i'm not missing meat on this right and who is now uncle frank is that an actual guy uncle frank yeah so it's my my dad's uncle Uh uh-huh frank 
Okay, yeah, you have yeah, Uncle my, Frank's my, meatballs on your on your menu. My grand my yeah, my grandfather's um my grandfather's brother. Okay. So my aunt and uncle lived in Calistoga for a number of years and they own my uncle what well, they own uh P Cafe Pacifico and Bosco's. Yeah. Which were both downtown um Calistoga. And then just Bosco's they sold a long time ago and my uncle just recently sold or Pacifico they sold years ago. My uncle just recently sold Bosco's like within the last year or last year or something. But they had Uncle Frank's meatball recipe at Bosco's as well. Oh fun. So and my Uncle Frank had a restaurant in LA back in the day that my grandmother worked at. I think my aunt it was her first job. Both my aunts, I think, potentially worked there. So it's a recipe that the fam has been in three or four different family restaurants uh, for, you know, for three generations or four generations now. Okay, so what's the secret to a really good meatball? Okay, if you ask my grandma who taught me the recipe, it's water. What? <laughs> yeah, so wow. that's, what, that's what she swears up and down. It's the water. You add a little water into the meatballs so they don't dry out. Interesting. Huh. Okay. So, yeah. So that so that cooks out while you're cooking the meatball. The water cooks out, and you still get all the fat and the juice from the meat. Yeah, that and so. don't overwork the meatballs. Don't overwork the meat. Mm -hmm. Those were the two. Those were the two like explicit rules on the meatball making. Mm -hmm. Don't overwork the meat so that it gets tough, right. and add some water in before you cook them mm -hmm. in the mixture. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were going to say fat or veal or something. <laughs> I didn't expect well, water. I mean, yeah, that's what that's. Listen, I just do what my grandma says. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, when did you open? March 9th. Mar oh, geez. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> awesome timing. I I am so sorry. Oh my God. So <laughs> oh you, God. you really, you haven't really had an opportunity to have like dine-in service like pretty much. No, right? we did, we did about five days with the dining room open. Oh my it's, God. You know, it's crazy is the training. Uh, we're going to have to go back and completely re, I may even like kind of rethink the structure that I had originally planned because you know, we originally weren't going to do any table service. We were just going to do order at the counter and with food runners and bussers, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But with what's going on and the new rules, we may have to do full table service. Um, it might be easier, you know. We're, we're going to have to be somewhat doing table service in the first place because we can't leave anything on the tables. We can't leave cheese and pepper shakers right um we can't have a, a can of forks and napkins no, on the tables no. so no. to a certain extent we're already running back and forth to the table multiple times instead of having and then you know all, just making sure people can get their seat when they want a seat because we're only going to be able to have half the dining room mm -hmm. open it just it you know it may so it may be that we retrain for a new operation type and then if this all goes away at some point then we retrain again for another <laughs> like type of operation yeah how many seats did you do you have full 45 45 yeah 20 seats yeah that's tough yeah um, and, and, and is it worth it for 20 seats yeah right. i don't you know? know i don't know i don't know if it is either yeah but did you do you feel like, I mean, you were like so new and like the world just like turned upside down and have you been doing okay with to go? I mean, yeah, how, we've how actually you able to introduce yourself to the community. Um, I feel very fortunate. I'll say that. And the Windsor, Healdsburg, um, kind of general Sonoma County has been very good to us and I am Every single order that comes in, I appreciate. Every single person that's come down, I appreciate all their support. Um, it's not what I wanted. It's not what I intended. It's not my ideal situation, but I've been able to pay the bills. I've been able to pay the employees, mm. and I can't be more grateful for that, for opening when we did and mm. 
you know, getting over the obstacles and the bumps. Um, in terms of building the business, for the most part, it's all been word of mouth and social media. That's great. That's awesome. You know, the chamber, I joined the Chamber of Commerce, and those ladies at the Windsor Chamber of Commerce are awesome champions for me, spreading the word, getting, getting word out, that sort of thing. Um, you know, I know some other friends that are in the industry, know people in the industry, um, around Sonoma County in general have been very good to me in terms of helping spread the word. Um, you know, I know like the Miracle Plum ladies have, oh, uh, helped them. spread the word a little bit. Yeah, they're great. They're great. <clears throat> and, uh, Lacey who runs, oh, uh, um, Wind and Rye. Wind and Rye, yeah, she's yeah. been really great in helping spread the word and bringing, you know, bringing people by, sending people in. Um, my friend Lisa Spade uh, knows a lot of people. She's I named a pizza after her on the menu and her <laughs> husband. <laughs> uh, what do you have to do? I want a pizza with my name on it. What do I, where do you, where do you get that? I you guess gotta I eat a lot of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everything on the menu is named after friends and family. Oh, it's great, awesome. great names on there. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Very cool. So. Um, and so like it was the dream to do one and then open more or um, because the other place that you were working for that period of time, they had a bunch of them, right? Yeah. You know, and one, one of the things I learned from Chuck, who's the owner of Pizza My Heart, is that you open one restaurant and focus on one restaurant. And then if you can open another one, then you do. Um, yeah. But he, you know, one of the things he said, he chains biggest downfall. He's would tell me one time that he sees big chains do is they, they plan, they expand too big, too fast, mm -hmm. or they're planning ahead and not focusing on individual restaurants. And that's the detriment to their business. And so, totally know that. Um, yeah, so that's, I, I don't necessarily have a plan to open more. I need to focus on this one. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, if there's a, another restaurant in my future, another pizzeria, P Pizzeria Slice House or something like that coming down the road at some point, uh -huh. that'd be nice. cool. I mean, it's not that I haven't thought about it, but it's, I need to focus. You know, the hardest thing around here is hiring right now. Yeah. It is really difficult, uh, especially in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Finding experienced pizza makers or just kind of people that want to work hard in general. Yeah. What, what kind of boss are you? Um, listen, I, if you show up, do your job, don't be an asshole. We're cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You know, I, I don't uh -huh. like, I will micromanage you. I will put my foot up your ass, but I don't want to. Right. I want to, I want to work with other adults, yeah. whether I'm the boss or not. Yeah. And I tell my employees all the time, like, if you see something that you can do that you think we could do it better by doing it this way or it's not working out the way you told me to do it this way like let me know i'm totally open i'm like it's not with the food to it you know it's i'm more particular in terms of i want it cooked this way i want it done this way but in terms of operations i'm open I like to think I'm open. I like, I want them, I want everybody to have a good time while they're there. I want them to be happy. I want them to be comfortable. And so if there's, if they're like, Hey, I could, if I need this to be able to do my job better, then tell me and I'll do that or I'll get it for you or whatever, mm. you know? Yeah. Right. Oh, sorry. No, I was just getting a text that it's, it's Sam's birthday today. Oh, I know. I actually, yeah, a friend of ours, I forgot. I meant to text him this morning. Too. It looks like they're planning some sort of parade or something. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Where, um, so what are your hours? Are you lunch and dinner? Uh, so, and part of this was because of lack of, you know, cutting back staff originally. I'm Tuesdays. I'm only dinner. Wednesday through Sunday right now, we're 12 to 8. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, at Tuesday, closed on Mondays and Tuesdays just for dinner. It, it, you know, I'm hoping to try to expand that. I'd love to be, I'd love to do 1130 to 9 every day. Mm -hmm. um, maybe still close on Monday so I can have a day of off. Yeah. But um, I would like at some point to be open seven days a week, all day. Mm -hmm. 
So it's got, you know, and that's kind of changing. We opened originally with bitter hours and then cut back because, okay, we can only have X amount of people in here at one yep. time. Yeah. Yeah. And we're trying to social distance inside the, behind the counter and in the kitchen. And it's really hard now. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's on the, on the line. Really, really difficult. Way. Yeah. Uh, and we, you know, the way we're set up is kind of like a galley kitchen. So it's, you know, to walk behind somebody, you're almost touching them every time yeah. you walk behind someone. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it was difficult to, and that's why originally I cut the hours back because I was like, I got to mm -hmm. cut the staff down to comply with the rules to cut the staff down. You know, then we, we don't have enough people to operate full hours. And, um, and now I'm just trying, now I'm trying to increase and some of the people I had originally hired um at first you know i had one person that was like i I'm, i don't feel comfortable coming to work right um and you know so there was a lot of different factors but now i'm trying to expand back out so now that things are loosening up and we are more accustomed to proper <clears throat> operations and how we're going to do things the right way and this that and the other i'm trying to um staff back up uh you know so a couple of the people that I had lost at first, have other jobs now, and so I got to find new people all together, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because what is it like in Windsor? Like, in you're able to open up, <clears throat> excuse me, for seating, but people have to distance. Is that a thing right now, or is that coming in the next few weeks? Yeah, so I think all of Sonoma County kind of opened yeah. up this weekend in terms of indoor dining. Mm -hmm. um, we're working on getting a patio the abc permit i think my um business partner clarence who he doesn't do or know anything necessarily about inside of restaurants but he's a really handy guy and he's working on mm -hmm. other stuff for me um yeah, the abc has been so amazing right now i mean yeah. literally i put in an app and i got the approval like within two days it yes, was and it's like it's only like a hundred bucks for the hundred bucks just to give them a new you know area for the sidewalk or a parking lot or wherever yeah so we're gonna do that first you know the, in terms mm -hmm. of the indoor dining i'm not uh, for four tables on indoor dining i i don't know if, uh, if it's worth it outdoor okay. dining would be more we can still sell stuff like as this is to go but we're we can sell beer and wine along with it Right. And people can take their to-go orders and sit on the patio yeah. to eat. But I also, you know, I'm not jumping at the opportunity to be, to be the guinea pig on indoor dining. I don't exactly. know if, if a lot of people are going to be stoked on that. Some, some don't care, but you know, if, if people start getting sick and your employees start getting sick, you're shut down with the health department. Exactly. You got to shut down. You got to uh, report. I don't, you know, I don't want that to happen to us. No, it's, um, it's really unbelievable. The hoops and the new stuff and we haven't opened. We, we have, um, the fig cafe is doing to go. We've got our food truck, which is now broken down in the shop. So we're doing wood fired pizza today in front of the high school Nice. And, um, you know, our main restaurant, and actually we had a huge weekend because we did food for a huge amount of wineries. Yeah. So most that were our clients already. And when they made the rule, if you want to have tastings, you have to have a meal. Yeah. So we just, you know, we went crazy and developed a couple things and, and that was phenomenal. So that, that was helpful. Um, but the main restaurant, we're just it's an odd space and it's a, uh, you know, it just requires a lot of sanitation, a lot and like shifting the menu to make sure there's not a crowd on the line. And, mm -hmm. you know, so you can't have every item you would have had before. Um, it's just, it's just so much. And like figuring out, like we have over a hundred wines on our list and, it's like if I shrink my menu down to eight and a half by 11, all those wines aren't going to fit on that little piece of paper. <laughs> now I got to get another, you know, some other menu. I mean, I don't want to go the iPad route, Brian. That's, I know that's what you Don't guys do have. it. Don't yeah. do it. No. Well, who's going to allow that anyway? Someone's going to touch right. an iPad and then 
like no, well, like I guess a student in a hazmat suit comes over to the table and collects you know, it from you. Yeah, they they would look at their own phone, and it would be a link that they could right. look on their phone. So yeah. if I could figure that out, that would be good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's you mentioned the menu thing. It's tough because I had a you know I had a we spent time building these beautiful cheese boards and. Clarence built a he's a blacksmith so he built a brand and we branded them oh, and sanded them and stained nice. them and you know the first week we sold like two and then I did and then you know I was like as things started to be only to go I found myself just basically just throwing a bunch of stuff in a box for a cheese plate to go and I was like this isn't this was about presentation yeah. and then somebody put a picture of the cheese plate to go online and it just looked like a jumbled mess of crap in a box. And I was like, yeah. so that's getting dropped off the menu now. <laughs> right. You know, and somebody else complained that their chicken wings showed up soggy. And I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they did. So yeah. that's off the, so that's off the menu immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People need to be kinder right now. They're just not being fair. And you probably shouldn't be reading your reviews as much as you are. You know, oh, I actually stopped. I completely okay. stopped. It, it, you know, it, generally speaking, I think Yelp is kind of trash in general. Yelp is um, the devil. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the Google reviews I pay more attention to than the Yelp. But even so, it's like, you know, like I said, I get somebody says, I oh, my pizza was cold and soggy. I was like, yeah, you were 15, 20 minutes late to pick it up and it sat in the box. And then... You, you took your first bite 40 minutes after it was cooked. Right. Yeah, People yeah, it was cold. responsibility for themselves and their actions. And, and, you know, that's like the thing I think about, um, you know, even people coming in the restaurant when we do start doing that, it's like, we're going to do all this stuff and we'll do it right because I, I, I don't like to break the rules. I don't know why, but I don't. Um, but, you know, people have to, take responsibility for themselves you know they can't i don't want to get sued you know yeah. and if we do everything right and if you're not if you don't feel 100 percent safe then you shouldn't commit you shouldn't order our food you shouldn't do it you should just wait until you feel ready yeah i we had a guy yesterday came in without his mask on and we were like could you please put your mask you know he had one he just wasn't wearing it right. but he like gave attitude to my you know 18 year old staff about putting on yeah. a mask and it's like yeah well, these are the rules yeah we're just trying to we're just here trying to do our jobs right not lose our, our businesses like, yeah. not yeah and i don't know if this is true or not but i've heard that employees can file workers comp claims yes if they get sick and i'm like yes. we don't know where the employee got sick exactly and I, so so first of all but second of all like don't come in and try and expose my people Right. So right. on the workers comp, I mean, and yeah, they did that as a pro employee thing, which is awesome. But if you don't think they got it, you have to prove that they did not get it at your restaurant. It used to be, um, you know, kind of the other way where a staff member had to prove that they did get hurt or they did fall off a ladder or they did at your place of work. And yeah. now this one is you if you don't believe that happened to your employee you have to you have to appeal it and do what you have to do and we all know workers comp insurance is so freaking expensive and you don't want to get hit with all these cases um yeah. and so i think you know you have to use the soco app um i think you know have to have people sign in and out um, you know, just doing all these things that show that as a business, you're, you hit every check mark, you did it all right. And how could they have gotten it here? You know, right. because that's the only thing I think we'll have for us. Um, and, and the biggest thing, but you know, how could they have gotten it here when you get people coming in that aren't following the rules exactly, and think they don't have to because they don't believe in it or they don't, whatever. It's like, we, whether you believe this is real or not, we still have to follow these rules. Exactly. We have the health department and government officials to answer to as the business. So please just follow the rules so that we can do our jobs properly. Otherwise, everybody's going to get shut down again. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, and we're not going to be able to do it. Yeah, that's kind of why we're waiting a little bit. Um, you well, know, people will get used to it, though, Sonia. You know, we went to the dentist the other day for my daughter. First time we'd done anything like that. And, you know, you walk in and they, they tell you, you can't show up early. You got to show up exactly the time you're supposed to show up. You walk in the door, they, they squirt hand sanitizer on your hands, which I thought was weird. And then, and then they give you a pen out of the clean pen thing, give you a clean clipboard, fill this out. You know, you got to have your mask on. They got their mask on. The, the protocol, people will get used to the protocol. Just like, just like we've gotten accustomed now, when I go to Oliver's, like I see the little X's or, you know, you know where you're supposed to stand. The, the first week it was kind of weird. You're like, you know, everyone's yes. like, well, yeah. stand back and like you got a bubble around you. But now everyone sort of they'll get used to it. And so, you know, wait a little bit longer and, and people will be used to the protocol and they'll come and be like, OK, we got to sign in. We even got shot with our uh, uh, forehead with right. a little laser to make sure temperature. They ask you questions. Does anyone in your family been have you or anyone in your family been exposed to this, this, this? Do you have any of these symptoms? And I mean, it took a minute. It took a minute or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if it's worth, if the experience is whatever it is, um, whether it's eating out or going and getting your hair done or whatever, if it's worth that extra time, yeah. then then you'll work it out. And restaurants, I imagine, will be the same. I'm I'm just curious to get back to it and see. I mean, by the time I go back to work, you guys will have all probably opened up, and I can kind of see what um, right. how how people are reacting to to what's going on. But it's a new world. Yeah. It is a new world. Yeah. So we, when is your next competition? <clears throat> well, I there may or may not be a competition at in November, I think, in Atlantic City. The mm-hmm. that's the um pizza and pasta show. Oh, fun. Um it's run it's spon- big sponsor was uh Pizza Today magazine. There's mm-hmm. a couple of different trade magazines out there, but I've heard that it's on, but I've also heard it might be canceled. So it's hard to say at this point, it may be Vegas next year in March. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I mean, pretty much all the competitions got canceled this year. Yeah. You know, the two big competitions in Italy got canceled. The Vegas got canceled. All the U S pizza team stuff got canceled. So uh, this may be the first year in years. I don't end up competing somewhere. Wow. Wow. Are you pretty good with pasta too? No. Because oh. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> they, they did at Pizza My Heart, they did pasta though, right? Oh, uh, like years ago, not since like 1998, probably. Oh, wow. Okay. Back when it was just uh, there's the two restaurants downtown Santa Cruz uh, on Pacific Avenue. There was because uh-huh. that was that that was one of the stations I got ran through was pasta cook, right. But uh, they, you know, not for a long time. Okay. And then who's picking the wines? Are you guys have beer and wine? I have beer and wine. Um, you know, we haven't. Beer sales have been better than wine sales in terms yeah. of bottles to go. Um, and beer sales are, were easy pick. It was, you know, Barrel Brothers, Hen House, Cooperage you know yeah right all the stuff people like around here and then right. wine is a little bit more difficult because there's so many wineries and so many good winery wineries um <clears throat> i originally you know again i had only brought in a couple of wines i worked with epic and then with uh revel mm-hmm. and i brought in a bunch of the hobo wines Mm-hmm. but it's right as I was getting getting my stride and okay what else can I bring in who else is, has some cool stuff going on it was like everything shut down and I'm like well I'm not gonna spend a bunch right. of money bringing in more wine right now right. because I don't know what the sales are gonna be like yeah so okay I, I, I haven't um I haven't had the opportunity to explore uh what I want to do with wines is in, in the restaurant right now. Well, it looks like in your free time, you're, you're a beer drinker. Yeah. I mean, I drink both <laughs> beer and wine, but more beer. Okay. I probably, yeah. Okay. More beer than wine. Okay. And if I'm you a big fan a... of like sours and stuff like that. Oh, interesting. So you might like some of the natural wines that they have at Miracle Plum. That... Oh, love it. Yeah. 
They Dude, have the kind of that sour beer taste yeah. too. The pet nats from Scribe. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so now if you got to eat a pizza from someone else in the area, Ooh, tough what one. have what have you tried where you would say, yeah, yeah, they do, they they do a good job. <clears throat> um. Yeah, it's a tough question because there's a lot of wood fire pizza up here, mm -hmm. which is not my preferred style of pizza. And why? But I would say a majority of pizza up here is wood fire. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't um, like the char on the crust? I like char on the crust. Okay. Because my oven will give a nice char on the crust. Mm -hmm. that's actually i love I, I love a little char it should I, in my opinion a pizza should have some char on it um but the you know i've heard italians say a, you know a, a perfect wood fire pizza should be burnt and soggy at the same time hmm. and i'm not a big fan of that like that soggy aspect of it right um yeah i don't like when ours are soggy yeah, it, it, but that's, you know, the, the tr true Napolitana style, mm -hmm. it, sh you know, it shouldn't be, shouldn't necessarily be a firm or crispy pizza, no. um, which is what I like. Um, and you can cook, you can cook, you know, I've cooked different styles of pizza in a wood fire. You just got to regulate the temperature make sure it's a little mm -hmm. bit lower. Um, you know, and I don't Definitely. always use a double zero. Definitely avoiding the question, which is... Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we're getting an answer. <laughs> I don't blame you. So on the other hand, to my um, defense here, I've, I've only, my mom and my family, everybody's been up in Sonoma County for years. I've only been up here for two years. Um, and as soon as I moved up here, I started, you know, cooking at some wineries. I have two different pizza ovens at my house. And so I mostly cook my own pizza. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah you know, even if you're the champion, why do you have to spend money on other people's pizza? <laughs> right. And I and don't get me wrong. I do, I do because I like to see what other people are doing. I like to try right. other stuff out. Yeah. So, but yeah so where can people so okay where should people go to find you um instagram pizza leah 707 yeah. uh facebook i don't care that much about facebook but my instagram is linked to my facebook so right. everything will go on to facebook yeah. um leah.com i'm in win you know they come to the shop in windsor Mm -hmm. They're in the Oliver Shopping Center. What's uh, your number one seller? I'm gonna probably the old Greybeard, and oh, that, that's that? the one. That's the one with uh, the Calabrian peppers, hot honey, oh wow, sausage and orange zest. Yeah, uh, that's been a real popular one. Wow. Um, oh, I would order that too. Probably. It's a good. It's a real good pizza. Uh -huh. Well, then you even do one that has pineapple, but it's not like a Canadian bacon and pineapple. It, that kind of threw me off, too. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I do. I, I actually debated um, for a long time whether or not to even have pineapple. Uh, and the only reason I have pineapple in the restaurant is for kids. Okay. Um, plain and simple. But I decided since I am going to have pineapple... I'll put one on the menu with pineapple because for me that sweet and spicy aspect is is good. I love that. I love the sweet and spicy. So yeah. I call it the triple threat. It's pepperoni, pineapple and pickled peppers. And so my peppers I take uh fresh jalapenos, slice them up and pickle them and mix them with pepperoncinis nice. so that it's more of like a mm -hmm. uh, pickled pepper medley, so to speak, as opposed to just like canned, I, you know, canned jalapenos are uh, mediocre in my opinion. Um, pepperoncinis yeah. are great, but they're also can just by themselves be a little bit boring. So right. I yeah. like so to mix so those. Yeah, Mexico City. I love the flavor of the places where they had the pineapple on top of the... Um, 
oh the shawarma like, machine al yeah al, al pastor oh my god i love that yeah. like the drip down and oh yeah mm. <laughs> so but yeah I, anything any like for me flavor flavor pairings and flavor combinations and mixing the sweet and spicy or the salty and sweet uh, mm. that's what i like to do yeah, yeah. Well, this was so fun it was so nice getting to know you yeah nice yeah, yeah to good to meet you Leah. yeah so cool and we'll have to head on up a road trip yeah well i'm closer than you i'm i'm in roner park leah so i'm i'm 20 minutes up the road i actually used to, well, used to live in windsor when i was younger ah uh, nice yeah let me know when you're coming because so here's the beautiful part of it because we are allowed to do dine-in mm -hmm. like i can you know part of my thought was maybe i do reservation only or just mm -hmm. by exception get in touch with me ahead of time, set up a yeah. spot, and we can let you in to eat at a table and have the pizza fresh out of the oven. Right. Um, I, you know, I'm not ready to just have it be a free-for-all, right. but since we're smart. allowed to do yeah. it, yeah. We, can, we can start making exceptions for people and start doing stuff here and there. Cool. Okay. So. All right. Awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna, and I'm going to bring a bottle of that scribe pet net <laughs> yeah, I might drink one later today. <laughs> Actually, I got a, a rose. What is it? I think I got one of their roses or something. And it's not just a rose. What is it? Uh, one of the pink pet nats is sitting in my refrigerator right now. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Scribe always does the cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're the oh. cool kids. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. It's very good to meet you. You guys hit her up on the Instagram and go to the website if you live here locally. Go get a pizza. Go get a pizza. Let's eat it outside. Businesses. Eat it outside. Right. Don't wait till you get it home. Eat it right Yeah, away. parking lot party. In the <laughs> car. That's right. In your car. Right. Tailgate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And uh, if you want to hear some of our past episodes, you can always hit us up at thebikewasan.com. A lot of good content for you there. Also, uh, uh, direct you to radiomisfits.com if you want to listen to some other podcasts from friends of ours like the winemakers. Um, happy birthday, Sam Katuri, and we will look forward to happy talking. Happy birthday, Sam, three right. weeks ago. We look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you very much, everyone.